Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, welcome once again to the Doctor Digital Podcast. And my special guest today, you're not going to believe this guy who I was convinced to get on this show today. This is Keith, the monk without the funk brewer. So, I mean, talk about some of the best names that you could ever have in a business. So, I just go with the doctor of digital. I go for the alliteration, but this guy, I think he won up to me. This is the monk without the funk. So, in any case, welcome to the doctor of digital podcast. This is the only podcast that is dedicated to business leaders and CEOs who want to increase their business using social audio and along those lines, what I do is bring on special guests and interesting people and companies such as Keith. So welcome to the show, Monk Without the Funk. And so tell us a little bit about your background and how is it that you got into this really interesting connection between East and West? What a fascinating area to consider. Well, um, um, thank you, thank for, you having for having me on this show, first of all. Uh, the, um, east the East and West and Fall grew up in the West, so that's the connection of the West. And I'm here other, other than sounding out of the country now and then. But, but when I was about six and a half years old, I had a string of doctors tell me that because of final issues that I have in misalignment and depression of just all kinds of things, I was going to be paralyzed about when I was 13. Oh my. And, and after, yeah, yeah that was a devastating thing for a kid that was growing up on a farm that I loved to run around and play okay. yeah. dog and climb trees. Um, um, and the way I was last doctor's visit, I asked my mom if these, if these doctors all knew what they were talking about. about. And, she and she pretty much told me it was going to be up for me to prove them wrong. Now, to a kid, I thought that was magical because to me, my mom knew everything. And, and her telling me that, that literally kind of told me that I thought I had the power to move them on. So, so I went out in the woods, woods at night, and everybody, everybody else was asleep, and just, and just um, endured the sky to give me something that was going to help. And, and um, again, again, being a kid, I think kids are, kids are open-minded. Minded. They don't like the same thing. They believe all kinds of things that adults forget how to believe in. 
And, and I felt compelled at some point to start moving in certain ways that I'd never moved before. Okay. And, and I, I literally believe that was something, something transmitting some information to me in response, in response to my request. So, so I continued doing these movements. And, and for the longest, longest time, I didn't think anything about it because I didn't know what I was doing. I just believed it was going to help. And, and um, I, I, I thought of it as my living meditation. And, and, and I just kept doing them, doing them, and, them and everybody was sleeping. I was doing them by myself at night. And they obviously kept me out of a wheelchair. I never heard anything from doctors again. I never had to go back. So, um, even, even recently, recent a few years ago, a chiropractor was palpating my spine and told me he didn't even know how I walked through the room. But, but I, I believe this all to do to these secret meditations, which turned out to be some pretty legitimate Chinese um, meditations out of my college. I, I don't really think think a lot of people understand Qigong in the world today. But, but I started, I started back, back then, and once we got, once we got off the farm, farm I, I continued studying and practicing more and more and more and more and more. So I've, so spent, I've spent my life practicing and delving into what are the, 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 the mysteries of Qigong. And, and um, in these days, we're like pretty much all in mindfulness practice. Okay. And, 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 and that's what I think equates to business owners because they're now starting to incorporate a lot of mindfulness into the workplace. Um, so, so that what led, led me into the inside of things. And once I understood it was not practice, I wanted to know everything there was about medical philosophies and, and, okay. and historical philosophies. And so at this point, I'm a really, really close to my doctorate in Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And, and I studied that in West Medical College, so we've got both sides of the medical system. Sure. So I feel like I've got really good solid base of understanding from medicine and what each of the systems can do for us. This is a really fascinating area for so many ways. I actually worked at a medical university. I know nothing about medicine. I taught the liberal arts, but it had some combination between holistic type of medicine from the Western perspective, but it was open to these kinds of things. But one of the things I was curious about is that I've seen some of this and our health view of health and what have you has changed significantly. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you've seen in health practices over the last several decades and what's been happening in the health field? Um, um, one of the big things I think that's been changing in the health field is, well, from the, well, from the Eastern side of it, it's always it as a personalized practice. Like their medical system started with Qigong, where it was personalized to you, and what your concerns were, issues were, health concerns. And they, would and they would dial in the treatment, the treatment to you. And the Western medicine really hasn't, hasn't been like that, like that for a long time. It was very, it was very impersonal. Like, it was like, this is, this what, is what we do, this is what, this, this is what we do. And I've, and I've even seen doctors that come into a room and address, and address a patient and then start backing out of the room after asking them what their name is. They were just very impersonal. Yeah. Just from, just from what we've learned in school, the Western, Western side is starting to swing over to a medical practice. practice. 
and they're starting, and they're starting to pay more attention to, to the whole body instead of just your finger, your finger hurts, but with that. that. Um, um, it's all connected. Chinese medicine has always been, it has always been connected. If you have a headache, it's not just your head, there's something else causing your headache. Mm-hmm. And I, I really see this coming, coming, coming in Western, Western medicine. Starting to look at it more from that point of view. So, if are there things that you can identify that say that are growth areas? In other words, is there a kind of a rapprochement, a connection, or interchange between east or west? Or there's things that are emerging that you would say can identify that we've been able to discover some new things about health. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I tend to think that almost everything we know is from Chinese philosophy. We just don't like to admit it a lot of times. I mean, even in the Western medical world now, they're starting to synthesize certain elements out of Chinese herbs and then put it in a tincture and put it in a pill or something. They're starting to acknowledge that while these Chinese herbs actually really are good for us. And if you go from a Chinese perspective, they're all natural. They don't cause any side effects we're using in the world today. So they're definitely starting to look at that and synthesize those things out. And then on the other end of it, with acupuncture, more and more Western medical practices are offering acupuncture and acknowledging, wow, this can actually really help a lot of things. Uh, 20, uh, years 20 years ago, I just acknowledged, acknowledged well as a pain treatment. Pain treatment. That's, that's what, a what a lot of people know it for. Sure. But more but and more, they're starting, starting to think of it for like asthma. asthma. They could treat, they could treat asthma. asthma. Um, diabetes. Diabetes. They're coming more open to many, the many things that Chinese, Chinese herbs actually, actually treat. Mm-hmm. And there are some specific people that you are addressing as well too in your practice and they're not the younger people but they're people that are seeing part of the aging process so i'm one of those people so i wonder if you could address that because i'm not a young man obviously but what would you recommend people to start thinking about if they're interested in what you do and what would they consider as they understand a little bit more about what you practice um, um what i would actually say is now the people, the people I work with, I often don't do acupuncture for them or for them. For them. The Qigong or mind practice exercises are the origin of Chinese medicine. It's, it's you know, originally, if you went, if you went to a Chinese doctor, doctor they were actually Qigong practitioners. They would diagnose what your issue was, give you exercises to go home and do it for yourself. Okay. They were all about trying to. Turn us, turn us all in position that heals ourselves. Yeah. So I, so would, I would recommend men taking charge, charge of your own health, the exercises, the exercises that I took. That I took. And, I'm, and I'm absolutely a fan, a fan of that. I've been able to help people, showing them things that helped. Like for, like one, for one man, I gave me blood pressure was 200 over 100. And that was on a daily basis, you know, a log of it. Um, they, can't um, they can't even, even get back to somebody, somebody like that because like that, 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 that high of a blood pressure can actually induce stroke. So they were not able to get back I was able to show exercises that he did at home that over a nine-month period brought his blood pressure down to normal weight. 
um, um, this cholesterol in numbers down to normal, normal range. range. He continues, continues to practice these practices today. He's over 70 years old. Blood pressure is normal. His cholesterol numbers are normal. So, so I, would I would recommend someone, someone in your, in your position, for instance, that they just learn these original Chinese medical practices and they can do themselves. There's no side effect. Once you learn them, it's not easy. You just do them. So what types of expertise would you offer? In other words, if a person is not familiar with what you're doing, it's a little bit different than maybe they've experienced before. So maybe you could walk us through the, your practice and your process. So what types of expertise would you offer a person who is interested in, in what you're talking about? I would, I would in most, in most cases, cases everyone would come out with, with, with a basic Posture and breathing methods of mindfulness practice, and and in a lot of cases that's all they really need to do. I know a lot of different Qigong practices, and they pretty much things address specific issues and some things with general health issues. But I always start people out with general posture and breathing, and like I said, in many cases, that's all they need. And they just and need, they just a, need few a few minutes of practice, practice a day. Originally, Originally the, the old, old ancient Chinese, Chinese would recommend that we all do these for an hour a day. day. And, um, and um, in today's hectic world, world, I often say that five minutes a day would do you a lot of good. It's, it's a cumulative effect for the more you do it, the more benefit you're going to get from it. So you don't need to actually do these for an hour a day. And, and going from, going from where we're at in our world, world and our senses to, to being calm and, and just breathing for an hour would seem, would seem daunting, daunting to a lot of people. So, so I, don't, uh, I don't really think it's necessary. I think that since it is a cumulative effect um, practice, the more you do it every day a little bit, the stronger and stronger the benefits get. Fascinating and fairly simple too. That's what's really interesting about what you're saying, right? Right. I right. Mean, I mean, I I, I always tend to say simple is elegant, elegant, elegant work. work. Um, um, there's a lot. There's a lot of people in others. 20, 20, 30 years ago, when America, America first started, first started going, going to China and wanted to learn these things, one of the one of the stories I've read and heard about is that. Um, the, practices the practices we were shown in the beginning, in the beginning were simple. Were simple. They're, very they're very basic. They're, they're very economical. They're, they're easy to, um, to, to incorporate. incorporate. Mm -hmm. But, but one, of one of our reactions was it's too simple that can't work. And I'm like, wow, yes, yes <laughs> simple <laughs> work. Because the more you have to think about, about what you're doing, Thinking, thinking will shut down, down, down the flow of nutrients and energy to your overthinking. That's what we do. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's our superpower in the West. Overthink. Overthink. Um, um, these are, these simple, are simple, and and they work. And they work. Yeah, it's uh, it actually it's a scientific and it was a theological principle. It's Occam's razor. You know that <laughs> the simplest explanation is the best explanation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, totally and I totally agree with that. I think if you look at a lot of young teachers, they're doing some very complicated things, and very high-level stuff. And you really have to think a lot when you're doing that. And I'm like, the whole is to be able to get these exercises and turn off your brain. 
so that, so the, that the exercises can do their internal work. So, so it's, it's just, like, just you like you said, the simplest, the simplest explanation is the best. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty fascinating overview of the Eastern and Western practice. And you've been able to say something about what it is that you do and the process and the technique. So I've learned a lot and I'm sure other people have as well too. How would you suggest that they get a hold of you and what's the way that you would interact with them to introduce them to what you're practicing? Um, um, they can go to my website without, without the phone com, and, and, um, and they, can they can email me from there or they can email me directly without without the phone com, and, I'll get, and I'll get their emails and I respond very well to emails. And I, and I recently, recently have been mostly doing uh, mindfulness work for operations because, because um, one of the changes, of the changes I've seen recently, recently in the last few years is that corporations are getting more and more in tune with, with yes. how beneficial this is in the workplace. Work it increases productivity, decreases absenteeism, and, and really helps and increases creativity. So it's really beneficial in the workplace. And I would just and what, and what I'm doing in preparation right now is I'm offering once a week mindfulness practice away from their desk. One of the big things I want to say before we're done is that the meditation style I teach is standing meditation, which is quite a bit different from what a lot of people are showing with seated meditation. Seated meditation is Actually, actually, it's not recommended to just sit for long periods of time. It actually, your brain registers at 20 minutes that you must, you must not be using your lower body to decrease the circulation of blood, blood nutrient, nutrient energy to your lower body. And, and a decreased circulation in your lower body can cause medical issues like thrombosis, thrombosis and all kinds of things. So, so a standing meditation opens, opens up, up to, your to your entire system rather than doing that. that. So, so I, I really don't agree with meditation. I don't understand why so many people are feeling it. This is a much, is a much healthier way to go. Way to go. Yeah. So, so go to my website, send me an email, and I'll be back with you. Sounds outstanding. So thanks for sharing some of your wisdom, both Eastern and Western wisdom. and. If nothing else, you can never, ever forget the name, the monk without the funk. I mean, come on, yeah. easy to remember. It rhymes and everything else. So thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast Thanks so, thanks so much, It was awesome. Learned a lot. Hope everybody else did as well. So thanks for coming in today. All right. Thank, All right, you. thank you. You bet. That's yeah. it for this particular episode of the Dr. Digital Podcast. Until next time, we got some more exciting things coming for you. Check out show notes and all kinds of contact information and other things as well. Until next time, take care. Deus Wolf. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.